actually recording everywhere. Welcome back to another episode of the Mix Podcast, presented by the Local Fix Foundation. My seat is not properly suited. There we go. (laughs) Uh, I am your host, Matt. I am here today at 3BR Distillery in Keyport, New Jersey, um, with owners Max and, oh my God, I actually didn't even get you. You just showed up. I didn't get your name. (laughs) Alex, Alex. Alex. Uh, Let me get this right. Donov. Yep, that was, that was pretty perfect, right? actually. Oh, wow, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I am fucking impressed. Yeah, yeah. Welcome, guys. <laughs> uh, like, just to give them some more credit, there's like, there's like four like, uh, consonants in a row. Like, it's, it's, a, it's a crazy name. It's, it's weird. <laughs> um, so. Well, even your first name, when you were, when you were first giving me your, your number a couple weeks ago, and I put it in, it was like M-A-K-S, right? Yeah, yeah. M-A-K-S. <laughs> and Alex is A-L-E-K-S. Of course, so. of course yeah, it yeah. is. I love it's, it. It was the same translator because because when we came over, the um, that's really who decides like spelling is like, yeah. the translator. Yeah. Turn that to you um, just a little bit. Is is the translator like right right when you're coming in? Of course. And, and for whatever reason, they were like, okay, this let's name just, already uh, exists as A L E X. Instead, let's just translate it by letter. Yeah. <laughs> that's so, exactly. Just it. sound it out, right? Yeah, sound it out. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so, uh, so we're here again today. Um, we're gonna do what we normally do on the mix and uh, highlight you guys, talk about your business, uh, talk about all of this stuff that we have right here. <laughs> um, but I mean, like you know, Max, you and I were talking about it before. It's like there's no agenda here. We're just gonna hang out. You guys, you tell me whatever you want to tell me. I'll ask you some stupid questions, and we'll have a lot of bit, a little bit of fun while we're doing it. Um, I am drinking the Bear's Blood. Yep. This might be my favorite now. Nice. Yeah. Ed said it before. I'm, it's it's really growing on me. Yeah, yeah. It's like the perfect level of like sweet, earthy. There's a little bit of a pinch of salt in there too, so it's like it has like like a super rounded out flavor. Yeah. yeah. And the 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 beet juice that's yeah. in there is like I don't think I've ever had a cocktail with beet juice in it. Yeah. It's it's super unique. Yeah. And you know we, we've talked about this before, and, and we'll you know we'll go into it. Um, I feel like so many of your spirits have a very distinct flavor. Even among the different types that you have, like when I take a sip, especially from the tasters, like the first thing that hits my nose, it's like I could drink one of these anywhere, and I'm like, oh, I know I'm getting something from 3BR. Yeah. Like that's what it sounds like. <laughs> so let's just get right into it. Talk a little bit about the, uh, I mean, like I know the story, but for the listeners, um, tell, tell me the story because you guys have a fascinating story. Yeah. It's uh, it actually, I guess it all starts off with uh, when we were 21 just turned 21 and this isn't even a lie because you know that's uh (laughs) you know it it, it's it's good for the the camera but 21 we decided uh that we want we wanted to make alcohol. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, and that that's the that's the normal that's the normal step. But I think people typically go for beer because it's uh, a lot more readily accessible. Yeah, I and mean, it's, it's trendy. Easier. Yeah. It's trendy. Yeah. yeah. But somehow we just skipped that entirely and went straight to spirits. Very uh, glad you did. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, and we were growing. Uh, we were living with uh, a, a science student, a PhD geneticist and plant breeder. And so I don't know. I don't know why, but we just. We got the equipment. We started uh, messing around, and the stuff we created was very bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it wasn't one of those like you do it the first time you nail it. Like we did it our first time, we almost like quit because we were just like, this, this, this is stupid. We can't make anything good. <laughs> yeah. But, but you know what? It's uh, I'm, I'm kind of glad that we didn't. We just kept messing around with it. At first, we were just making brandy because it was the easiest thing. Yeah. Really. Um, and, and the least. Um, so. 
it's the way to not poison yourself as well because <laughs> uh, what they don't tell you is methanol doesn't get created it's it, if you um, methanol is the thing that blinds you right. when you're uh, you know like in your Everclear and your ever that, all that yeah. stuff yeah it's it's the thing that can give you uh, like all these harmful effects right um, and that's the first risk of distilling poorly is not taking the right cuts and and getting all the methanol uh, in there but if you start off with something methanol doesn't get created if so you start you, off with a bottle of wine yeah you, you know for a fact you're not gonna and uh just to clarify i'm the distiller so yeah. I, I'm, I'm the one that does all this he's just talking at yeah. his butt yeah um but uh i so we i, I mean, helped <laughs> i helped uh, i helped he helped yeah a little bit um but uh, i mean a bottle of wine will make you go blind um it'll give you a uh, and that's the thing wine and beer they really they have all of those things that you're really not supposed to intake the methanol the acetone this like a lot of like acetaldehyde all this stuff um but it's just spread out you know um you know when when you're distilling like a rule of thumb is um like whatever you end up fermenting you'll get a tenth of it in in finished spirit because really the, the the majority of everything else is either you know um you know, water or um, or it's those things that you want to take out. So in distilling, if you're doing it correctly, you're getting the purest form of alcohol. Wow. Uh, compared to beer and wine. Okay. Um, but with that said, like Max said, if you start out with a wine, you know that that wine's not going to kill you. So right. even if you don't do a really accurate distillation, you still won't die. Right. Um, I mean, you shouldn't be drinking just like the isolated parts of it on its own. <laughs> like that, that's probably not going to not going to be great for you. Like you're probably going to get a huge headache. Yeah. But um, you're also not going to, to to die from it, even if you just drink it straight. Yeah. So that that was that was kind of where we started, and then slowly, slowly, just, we, we we heard about. So we, we were doing this for a few years and then we yeah. heard from our mom that we had this like family history she, she was like oh it's so weird that you guys are really into this like your grandfather was doing this and, and we were and like oh what? so you guys never knew about this history until you started it exactly. oh that's wild so, so yeah. that's what was like uh, it, was, it was weird it was like almost like something drew us to, to distilling like um, we it's skipped, like fate yeah, yeah exactly we like skipped the brewing stuff and we went yeah. straight to that and then you know, after we'd learned, uh, you know, that he was making alcohol, we'd learned, like, he was making alcohol from peas. Immediately, like, uh, my brother and I were working in, like, high-end restaurants and, and bars, and yeah. I was like, I've never heard of any alcohol made from peas. I looked it up. No one's doing it. Yeah. And I was like, you know, this this could be something could that... Could be something, This yeah. could be something. And, I mean, the plan wasn't to do this right away. The, uh, the plan was, like, maybe 50s, 60s, after retirement. Like, yeah. we, uh, we worked in restaurants our whole lives, so we, we built up this, like, connection with a few different, uh, you know... Uh, like bar Bars. owners, bartenders, yeah. all these things. And we we're like, you know, these connections will be very useful in the future. Um, you know, like when, when we decided to do this, yeah. we had just finished um, our master. Like cause we were going for, to school for completely different things, completely unrelated to distilling. We, uh, <laughs> I was getting I just finished my master's in finance and international business planning to do Ew. like a route in like yeah exactly <laughs> planning to do like a route in like wall street doing that type of thing yeah hopefully you know to retire earlier so i could distill, right, right? um he uh he yeah had, i was i was doing my uh, my master's in forensic psychology so oh like, wow so completely unrelated and um and actually so one of one of the things we, we started kind of looking at this like the same way that like a bunch of friends you, you go like oh let's start a bar or, you know let's right. open a bar you know so we were like kind of always like in the background like thinking about it but like it was wasn't it wasn't the plan yeah um and then i i had like a a a massive like injury that that like you know put me put me like 
in bed for like essentially like a year um, at which point I had to not do my PhD I had to like essentially like shuffle my whole life around and in yeah. that time period I was like I might as well start I, making booze I, well I might as well, <laughs> I might we were as well like start let's start working on the plan this, yeah seriously like, yeah the business plan like we had awesome. to figure out so yeah. much stuff we needed to figure out money we needed to figure out location we needed to figure out something we were like you know it's, it's a long shot but you know let, let's start doing it and yeah we, we gathered our, our uh, the a-team like our, our uh, some, some of our friends actually they, the three of them didn't even know each other. Yeah. Um, and uh, but they were all just so good at everything. Like Yulia, um, our marketing person, she's amazing. She also designed this whole entire place, and the place is, is absolutely beautiful. Yeah, it's um, gorgeous in here. The, but the the aesthetics. I mean, obviously the booze, but the aesthetics in here are like my favorite part. Yeah. Even just like where we're sitting right now. Yeah. The whole setup right here with this kind of like one kind of dimly lit light in the back corner with all the other yeah. stuff around us. I feel like we're like dissidents, like sitting in the back room of a Soviet bar, yeah. like yeah, planning yeah. the overthrow, yeah. you know? Like, yeah, yeah. It, it's so awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, so there was that, there was, um, I mean, uh, that roommate that actually, when we started distilling, he, he's a PhD plant geneticist and breeder. And he, uh, I mean, he was there with us all along. All and, along. We, and we, and uh, you know, what's funny is uh, when we started distilling, cause like we, we ended up going our separate ways after that one year living together. Right. We stayed close friends, but like he lived apart. He lived in Brazil for some time because uh, he was doing some uh, breeding for the Mars company of chocolate. Like I mean, very qualified individual. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, um, and and so he, he started breeding bre- chocolate. Well, yeah. he, he wasn't specifically breeding. Cho- he was he was he was helping. Um, the increase the efficiency of the co- uh, I was gonna plant. say this is such yeah. an odd way yeah, to yeah. describe it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so I mean, I, I mean, I, I don't know how. Um, like, I think he's 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 modest, but he's part of this team that yeah. that, that like uh, really helped uh, with with chocolate because it's one of those things that they were. Um, I think we were, were using scared, up more yeah. chocolate than, yeah. than we were producing. So he helped with that. They increased the efficiencies. Um, so it's yeah, like a lot of stuff. So during that time, he he started brewing himself. He started actually right. making a lot of beer. And uh, this whole time we're using wine to make, uh, you know, brandy. But we were just buying wine from the stores. Right. Allegedly. Um, and... <laughs> uh, <laughs> And uh, then uh, we were um, we were distilling that, but we really didn't have any hand in the fermentation process. Right. And all of a sudden, our old roommate that we started this whole thing with became uh, you know essentially a big brewer. And we were like, let's work together. Maybe we'll we'll come together. You brew, we distill. Yeah. Um, and I mean, all of that that was like the beginning, and, and we ended up like you know uh, moving different sets. I, I'm doing all the brewing and the distilling. Right. And, and but like. Rob is is now he's running our bar program. He's yeah. coming up with all of these the delicious concepts. cocktail that uh, he was drinking yeah. with the beats and uh, you're and nailing the, it right now. So yeah. keep it up. So, yeah. <laughs> he's doing that. We're um, in uh, very very soon. As soon as we we get a chance, we're actually going to start uh, doing a hydroponic. Um, vertical farm here as well Whoa. to grow all of our botanicals for our gin and, uh, for, and as many of our garnishes it. as yeah, we yeah. can um wow. so so he's gonna be running that uh we we're malting peas so that's that's the one thing is we make alcohol from from the peas we um a huge part of that is we we malt them as well like we malt a portion of them and that actually is what adds a lot of those chocolate and like maybe coffee flavors okay. to it. um yeah, I've tried it without the malted peas, and the flavor is just very, very different. And yeah. so he he was uh, spearheading that program for us as well. It's crazy um, how something like the peas can give you the kind of flavor that it does because it's yeah. just it tastes nothing like you know actual peas. Yeah. You know, it's completely different. You're just yeah. I'm like blown away by it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So I want to go back to, because I want to hear this story again. Um, I want everybody else to hear it. We were talking about your grandfather and the connection there and how he was a, a distiller, but there's a lot more to yeah, it no, from what I understand, right? So, 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 so I, I mean, this so this whole place is built on two things. It's um, built on the Soviet prohibition and, you know, and, and just the Soviet Union and, like, Russia's just super interesting history, you know. Like it, it's you know I say it all the time it was like it's like North Korea like now like we yeah. we we can only guess like what's going on there we have just like some like accounts and everything but like right you know people in the U S really didn't know anything about like what was going on so they just knew what they were being told through the news and everything right. um, so it was almost kind of like a black box you know and, yeah. and they really were they were closed off economy there was nothing there. Um, and, and the news we're getting is only what's being fed from their like exactly. propaganda machines. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So, so I mean that that's just super fascinating. And then like on top of everything, you know, most people don't realize that in the '80s they had a prohibition. Yeah, um, that was news to me. And, I, and actually, funny enough, that was the second prohibition yeah. in Russia. <laughs> yeah. The first one, um, as I recently found out, I knew they had the prohibition in the 1910s. Yeah. I didn't know it was the world's first prohibition. Oh wow! It was actually where prohibition even started was uh, a few of these countries right before, um, right during the war, uh, the World First, war world, one, yeah. first yeah. world War, they were trying to, uh, you know, control their people a little yeah, bit. They're yeah. like, yeah, like, you know, stop yeah. drinking. As most governments yeah. want to do. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. They're like, oh, people, people are lazing around, getting drunk all day. Like, let's try to make them a little more efficient, you know? <laughs> yeah. The thing is, uh, like, at the Russian Empire at that time, they made them a little too efficient. They said, <laughs> I, and then, uh, actually, a lot of historians say that is one of the reasons why the, um, the revolution, even, revolution happened. even happened in the first place. Wow. Uh, what led to the Soviet Union was, you know, people had time. Yeah. You know, uh, not only that, they had anger. They were like, because you know, none of the uh, none of the uh, like uh, royalty stopped drinking. It was just right, really the, the peasants who, you know, the, they were just like, you can't, you uh, like, you got yeah, screw you guys. Exactly. I'm gonna I'm gonna enjoy it, but you guys exactly, can't. Yeah, exactly. exactly. So it was like this like extra like um, you know class difference that like ended right. up causing that whole um, one of the reasons. I mean, there was a lot of problems. Sure, always, always it, but. Um, but so that that was the first one, and then the second one, the one that you know our grandfather's that was in the '80s. And the interesting part with that is that um, learning from the first time, where uh, where they were like, you know, they completely cut off alcohol. They were like, you know, let's uh, let's only kind of just limit it a little bit. So like, uh, the, <laughs> they gave each each person essentially tokens. They're just like, you know. Um, you get uh, each man, woman, and child gets you know the ability to buy a couple of bottles of vodka a month. Have, uh, have more children. Have more children. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Seriously. Um, so so I mean that is just a crazy thing. So that that is like, like alcoholic welfare. Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> and you just like waited in line. Like you waited in line for bread, and then you went into another line and waited for your vodka. Yeah. Um, and uh, I mean, so that that was a, a huge part of, of this whole space. Like you know, um, we ha- we have just a lot of a lot of references that we have like posters and everything. And then the other half of it, um, is, and uh, it, more importantly, um, is what ties to us is our grandfather. Yeah. And then his story is just so fascinating. Like he really is like one of the most interesting men alive. Like well, yeah, he's oh. no longer alive, but no, I no, mean, at, at the he moment, was, he's, he, yeah, like uh, for sure, like definitely at one point in my life, I want to like get a really detailed uh, like account of his life and maybe like write it down because I feel like people really enjoy it and we we, we do our best to tell a story um, yeah and we grew up hearing all about the legends of this guy like I, I didn't even graduate from middle school uh, Oleg. Wow. Ole, Oleg was his name uh, it was right after the uh, right World after World War, War two you know yeah. so 
everyone was joining the workforce right away. So didn't yeah. graduate from middle school at 13, built a radio like the size of his house in order to get American radio because he was so interested in hearing non-propaganda stuff. Yeah. So, so it was like that. But he was always just a tinkering. He built like an entire like, you know, house. He built like all of these like things. He's always building things. Um, but um, what kind of got him into trouble ended up getting him into um, the government was uh, he built a phone tap machine because he saw it in a spy magazine he was like oh so that's cool he's like oh that's cool i wonder if i can build that and then he did but at the time only the like the, the I mean, secret who, agents who, who had phones yeah, exactly. at that point who right had yeah phones. it was only like the secret agents in every building that had like their phones and you know they were reporting on people yeah and so he heard on some conversations he wasn't supposed to and that ended up um making him uh, like you know the government was like we can either arrest you, slash, you know, whatever, kill you. It was it was yeah. that time period. Yeah. Um, or you can work for us because you're clearly really, really intelligent. You you're really, really good at building things. So they wow. made him an engineer. Um, and just to clarify, in the Soviet Union, engineers are um, they were above doctors. They were like right. Yeah. I mean, they were actually I mean, like science, a PhD. science, science first, right? Yeah. And, and totally. So, the, so in order to be called an engineer, it was essentially the equivalent of uh, of a PhD here. Um, and, and that was like, he, they, he just skipped all of that and just became like, an engineer. And wow. um, eventually by the 80s, he became a head elevator engineer for the entire Soviet Union. And you're like, okay, elevators, what's that mean? Right. He did all of the missile silos. He did oh, Roscosmos, wow. Roscosmos, like the space program elevators. He did the underground city. He did pretty much he had, like, all the such... top secret like information yeah. was privy to this guy. And like... Not only that, he was just an interesting guy. He did like thousand mile hikes. He would have like helicopters drop him off random places Jesus. without maps. He would like map things. It's like out. the original Bear Grylls. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. yeah. And and so the, the the funny thing is that a lot of people don't realize is that in in Russia, oh well, the Soviet Union back then, they did not have accurate maps. Um, specifically <laughs> in case you know people from other countries come, so they're they're Ru- Russia they're, Soviet Union always people. their mentality burn, burn down the city. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Their, their mentality is always like you know someone invades us. You know they need to have a bad time. Yeah, you know so so yeah. that that just continued and you know up until like I think the nineties or two thousands, like they really didn't have accurate maps, and so our our grandfather he would like end up like making a lot of maps himself. Like wow. he would uh, he would talk with. Um, some people from like out of the country and uh, happen to get like you know their maps because a lot of times they would be more accurate than the, the than, ones. The, than the government ones. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And so he was just he was just like a really really cool guy, and he just loved entertaining people. He loved just socializing. He he was just like so likable. Everyone just wanted to be his friend, and so you know that's where the two two halves meet in the eighties when the, the government started doing this prohibition. My grandfather was like, uh, and a lot of people were like this. They were like, we need to make. We need to make booze because you know just just this is not enough. Yeah. Um, and so he uh, he started just touring around. Um, he ended up figuring out how to make alcohol from peas because peas were the only readily available you know starch. Oh, so that's um, where the peas come from. Yeah. Okay. So, well, so okay. So at first, when the government did this prohibition, everyone stayed just as drunk, and the government's like, "What the hell's going on?" <laughs> Turns out, everyone was just making sugar shine. Which Ooh. sugar shine is the easiest thing to make. You basically just take sugar, water, ferment it, and then distill yeah. it. And like, if you don't have yeast, throw some bread in there. You know, we'll right? Ferment, yeah, we'll yeah. Ferment over time, um, and uh, and yeah, everyone was doing that. So what did the government do? They were like, okay, well, let's ration sugar as well. Yeah, of <laughs> so, course. Yeah, and and it's it's really funny. Like uh, we we were meeting with uh, a historian actually from from like that that the 
that time period and uh, she was just showing us like all of these books with like all these political cartoons and there's like one where it's like a man going into a restaurant and he's like I'll have a thousand cups of tea uh, all the sugar on the side you know it's just like you know that was like the sentiment back then it's yeah. like we got we got to make alcohol no matter how but yeah um, we'll find our way around it yeah. exactly and so some people were doing really really cool things um, you know getting really really creative and that, oh, one of them was our grandfather and he realized that peas are just especially like, like split peas you know like you go to any dollar store or anything around here and pretty much any store that sells food will have split peas somewhere on the shelves yeah totally they're they're shelf stable they are hard they last forever I, and and they're actually they're good for the ground they're uh, they're actually carbon negative because they add nitrogen back into the soil so, so they're, oh, shit, they're, never they're, knew that they're yeah. a legume um so soy soy is another one um right. so soy or peas and a couple other things are rotation, are, are rotation crops. So uh, if you're trying to be organic and not use any, you know, um, fertilizer or anything like that, you need to grow in a rotation crop that will kind of revitalize the soil. And peas yeah. are one of those. Yeah. And especially in uh, in Russia, we recently found out um, field peas, especially, they're actually uh, the number one exporter Russia is. Wow. Okay. So, yeah. so, so it was, it was just like, even from back then, you know, everyone was, uh, was, um, being really, really creative, making alcohol. And I mean, my grandfather was like, peas makes sense. They have starch and that's really all you need. You need the starchy substance so right. then you can convert that starch into, into sugar. Um, and, and we have ideas for, for other spirits we're going to make actually based on some other things that people were making. Yes. Um, um, which, uh, I, I mean, I don't mind if anyone wants to do this, it'd be crazy, but, um, like some other people were using just like Hard, can- hard caramel candies no and shit. just melting them down and making alcohol from those. Like, like I, wow, I from that, yeah. I really want to awesome. try something like that too. Uh, it, it's uh, we're we're all about just doing like weird stuff. So, uh, well, that's the coolest part I feel like about having your your own business like this is that it gives you a lot of freedom to experiment and try new things and you know see what works, see what doesn't work, and get you know let's get weird with it and like yeah. be very creative. Like that's yeah. awesome. Exactly. Now the the name of the establishment 3BR sure. that itself is also tied to this whole Soviet era prohibition from was, it, was, this, was this one tied from the, the 80s right when they started yeah, to ration yeah, it 80s, right because yeah. it, was, it was what two bottles a month yeah so, so it, it changed from from month to month um, like everyone that we ask says a different number but specifically we grew up hearing about two bottles a month because during our wedding uh, our, our parents wedding month you know you're trying to gather as much vodka as possible uh, you know, and they knew that every single person could only bring two bottles. So, so they were, they, they told us about the two bottles per month and yeah. we were like two bottles per month, three bottles or riot. That is <laughs> you know? awesome. And, I absolutely love that. Yeah. And then, you know, um, it was just a short evolution from that point to realize that three bottles or riot is a little long. So, <laughs> so we just shortened it to three BR. Um, and it works, you know, we can, we can use it for, for other things too. Um, but it's also funny too, because a lot of people will remember it because they think it's like three bedrooms or three brothers three know, bedrooms yeah <laughs> I've heard three bedrooms more than I can uh, I can care to admit well, that is actually true because when you go on like Zillow and yeah, shit yeah. like it, it'll say 2BR 3BR for the bed oh wow I never I never even actually yeah, yeah. thought about that and it, it's it's really funny um, so how many bedrooms are in this distillery yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know what I like to, I like to say like you know it, it, it's I, I don't really mind if people remember it that way because at least they remembered it yeah right, right? it's exactly. catchy yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. All, it's all marketing right exactly so. and even like the like the some of the stickers i got uh like from you guys just like the design and everything it's like very like 
Soviet era propaganda like style, and yeah. it's just so cool. Yeah. I absolutely love the aesthetic, and I mean, you know, even so quickly too. I want to talk about speaking of that sort of thing, the bar underneath. Uh, well, yeah, the, the 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 bottom part of the bar. Yeah. Um, the artwork here is very much like the wall. Like yeah, yeah. it's just it's so awesome. So you guys had a local artist do this. I forget. I think you told me, but I forget exactly we, how we, this came to be. So. Yeah. It was so uh, from the very beginning. Like uh, so, I said, Yulia designed this place. We had a lot, a lot of concept art, um, and, and like one thing we, two things we knew for sure that we wanted. Um, everything else was kind of in limbo, but two things we knew we wanted. We wanted a Berlin Wall-inspired graffiti bar. Yep. Um, just because there's, you know, there, there's just something so cool about. Um, it, it's funny. Uh, it kind of ties back to my uh, my grad school. We had a big piece of the Berlin Wall right outside my grad school, uh, my business school. Really? Um, yeah, with like That's graffiti awesome. on it. And I was like, this is so cool. I, I never thought about it, but yeah, obviously people are gonna graffiti this like giant like hate symbol. Yeah, of course. Town. Yeah. Um, and and so like knew about that. We knew. I started looking into the graffiti, and we're like, you know, it would be so cool to have uh, a graffiti bar. Because um, where else are you going to find that? Yeah, it, it works. I absolutely love it. It, yeah. it just adds to the whole aesthetic of the place. And I think yeah. it's fantastic. Yeah. And the other thing we knew we wanted, um, you know, we, we we didn't really think that it was possible. But, like, we, we went into Blue Coat uh, or what is it, Philly? Uh, Philadelphia Distillery or something like yeah, that. Yeah, Philadelphia okay. Distillery. They, have, uh, they do the Blue Coat gins. Um, and they have this giant, like... Uh, windows, windows into yeah. the production looking into it and we're like that's so cool yeah like like it should be like a kitchen it sh- you should be able to see yeah. exactly where everything gets done yep and like during hours when we're actually working people can be out here having a drink and watching us work i love it yeah so so for 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 those of you that have not been here i'll try to describe as best i can on the other side of the bar um is the what's the like the official the, the, the distilling room is that just what you call it? is that uh, an official term so the i mean it would be like the dsp would be the okay the 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 the, the, the specific term but uh it's it's where all of our production happens yeah. so Everything from the fermentation all the way to the distillation to the aging, everything, a bottling, all of that happens there, and it needs to happen there. Right. Um, So when you come into 3BR and sit down at the bar, for those of you that have not been here yet, you must come. There are these giant windows on the other end of the bar leading into the other side where you can see everything that's happening in the distilling room, and it's absolutely amazing. And then on the uh, uh, so wait uh, that remind me again you guys yeah. you were explaining to me Max the one day about the uh, I think it's the brass the 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 water mm-hmm. uh, explain I I'm not doing it justice but there was something <laughs> unique to your process back there that had to do with like the pipes and stuff tell me about that again because sure. I think that's very interesting sure. um, so so actually um, <laughs> or the guy that actually Alex, does it Alex Alex <laughs> Sakana. yeah so, a, a Max is the salesman he's great yeah, yeah, he's yeah, a, yeah. He's, he he got me hooked on day one yeah, we're here yeah. my buddies like <laughs> um, I, I do. Uh, like my background is in business, so I, I'm I'm part of the finance part of the business and all of that. Yeah, no. On, on our first day here, yeah. Max is like, here, try all like ten of our products. Here, taste, 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 <laughs> taste, and we're just like, yup, 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 yup. Well, just to tell you a little bit about it. Um, so our our entire system back there, I, I designed, um, you know, to be as as um, as usable as possible to make 
any spirit that I possibly wanted to. But Wait, can we just stop there for one second? Sure. Mm-hmm. You designed it. Well, yeah. So that's uh, <laughs> amazing. <laughs> like that's amazing. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I, I, so I mean, uh, designed. Um, so it, it's not one of those things where like I sat there and like literally like autocadded the whole thing. But yeah, right. Uh, yeah. I, I I was uh, I essentially picked how I wanted everything to be. Um, I added I added in. Um, uh, a particular type of vodka column. I put in a Scotch head. Uh, yeah. I did, like all of these things to to the system to make it as um, versatile as versatile as possible. So I can, uh, you know, that's why we we have so many products. I mean, we're we have one of the only vodka stills in the in the state. Uh, a lot of the other distilleries don't don't aren't able to make vodka from scratch. So that's uh, I for sure wanted to have that as a as as an aspect of it. Um, and uh, making vodka is just very very complicated for for the reason that so vodka uh, vodka needs to always come off the still at 95% ABV. Um, and with with that it, it you know you need a lot of of um, ceiling like clearance because you, you need the the column to to have a lot of lot of plates or what, what they're called so each one of those plates and you've probably it, it, like listeners probably seen just like the uh most like stills have like these little windows so those are all individual plates that will do separate distillations um during the process and that essentially works as uh, a separate container you know as the vapor passes through um, you know, it cools back down and then, you know, evaporates and condenses back down over and over again. Um, and that, that whole process is reflex and <laughs> no, no. smart, smart move. And I'm listening. I'm just taking stories for oh, yeah, the, yeah. the podcast network <laughs> yeah. page as I go through. <laughs> totally forgot about that part. I need, I need an intern for this stuff. I'm always, I'm always like doing all this stuff by myself. Like we talk about on some other podcasts. I'm just like taking stories like while I'm on camera, trying to talk, do the whole thing. I just need like a freaking intern. I yeah. swear. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I, I'm, I'm like rambling on a lot about this, but it's it's a really really cool cool science. Um, it's uh, from what people don't understand, it's actually more f- physics than it is chemistry because you're utilizing the evaporation points. Um, so it's a physical process of yeah, totally. evaporating out and then condensing down instead of changing it with the chemistry. There's obviously a chemistry you know aspect to it, right? Uh, but but the actual distilling is physics, and uh, you need something with a lot of uh, height in order to to make vodka in in a viable business way right like, so just to clarify you can make it on something shorter you would just have to run it so slow or so many times over and over again right that it would it would take even just it wouldn't it wouldn't make business sense to do right um, well I, th- I think i mean the you know the whole process you have and all of your products here like for me personally it's a testament to how good it is because i don't like vodka I hate vodka. I've never liked vodka. But then recently coming here, and I spend a lot of time at Asbury Park Distilling, um, both products, yours and theirs, are just like, you know, fantastic. And I've finally realized it's not that I don't like vodka. It's just I don't like shitty vodka. Yeah. You know, because most of the stuff, like even like, you know, the, the quote unquote top shelf stuff yeah. that you buy in the stores, it all just, it, it, to, me, to me personally, I don't like any of it. I don't yeah. think it's good at all. But I come here and I drink your stuff. And all of it is amazing. All the different types that you have are just absolutely fantastic. Like so, it just I've finally realized. Like okay, no, I just like don't like bad vodka. Yeah. <laughs> like it's an interesting thing. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, even funny enough, like even even me, like you know, yeah, all of us. You know, as a distiller, I was the least excited about vodka out of all of our products. You know, um, for me, also, it's just like you know, vodka is just 
you know, something you mix. And I was yeah. like, there are, like, I, I could acknowledge that there are differences, but... Um, it, I, it really took until we were trying to do this that... Uh, we, we decided to have a like a vodka tasting and like we, we gathered like 10 people and like we were like get 10 of the weirdest vodkas let's try to go from all different types right. of Mater- um, starting material starting material like right. no one get more than one potato vodka or a wheat vodka you know all this stuff yeah, so, yeah okay so we went like down the range and there was such a difference that we we were like wow um, that's like yeah we might actually be able to make something really weird and the thing is even with making it at home there's no way we could ever make a, a vodka from the peas yeah um, that, you know it's possible but we just uh, we we personally didn't have the types of equipment to truly make a, a vodka and right we didn't know um, what it would truly taste like until we started messing around with it here and then we were like, wow, this is actually fantastic. And we got excited. And very, very, very unique flavors. Um, so, like, our, our, our pea vodka actually has almost, like, an earthy vegetal-like flavor to it. Yes. And that's that's just all from, from the peas themselves. We don't add anything to it. Yeah. Um, and and that, that's actually the part that, like, for me, I tasted that, and I was like, I've never had a vodka like this ever. No, never. I have, I have, a, bottle, I have a bottle of that at my house right now, and it's, yeah. There's nothing. There's nothing else like it, to be honest. Like, yeah. not only is it good, it's unique, yeah. right? And that's that's what's really cool about it. So, speaking of that, um, I, I, you know, stupid cheeky questions. What are your favorite drinks on the menu? Or first, first let's say, what's your what's your favorite spirit that you that you make? Because you you have a few. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then tell me what your favorite drink is on the menu. So, so the spirit is the is hard for me. I mean, they're all my babies, but uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Out of all my spirits, I think. I would probably lean toward um, our our sochni, the agave. Okay. Yeah. I would pro- I would drink that on the rock like any day. Um, yeah. It is just it is it's so cool. Um, so with that one, it's an agave um, nectar base. But I actually realized over the years that um, just using agave nectar is not enough. Like you need to add something to it because otherwise it just tasted like rum. Right. So I added hops and bitter orange peel during the fermentation process and that flavor like really genuinely carried through and became more like vegetal and um, and has like some of these like citrusy notes on it as well or it is not exactly like tequila but it has enough similarity with the tequila that a person will be like yeah I can use this you know, in a tequila, in a tequila cocktail. Yeah, because that one, I, I forget what it's called, the one that you have that's like your version of a margarita, basically, yeah, right? Yeah, master, master margarita. Yeah, yeah, dude, it's, you're, you're absolutely right. Like, I, I had that, I mean, the, the first couple times we were here, my friends, you know, we, we tried everything on the menu, you know, and that one, you're right, it's like, you know, you, you know it's not tequila, but like, you're like, it's close enough, and it, the flavor you get from the drinks, and the be- it's just so good. Yeah, exactly. So, um, and for me, I would say, uh, I, I definitely lean towards our, specialty spirit um um i i love the i love the, the our tequila our agave distillate <laughs> our sochne right um but he's using air quotes if you're yeah, yeah, just yeah, listening yeah. on the podcast uh, legally we can't we can't <laughs> of course yeah we can't call, call it tequila <laughs> yeah yeah um, don't, don't worry no one's gonna come after us so it'll be okay <laughs> um but no, I, I think I definitely lean towards the Garofka, which is, um, so we have two different spirits made from peas. We have our vodka and we have an aged um, spirit really distilled with a lot of flavor. Um, and it is wild. It is really unlike anything else. 
and yeah. it's the closest thing to what our grandfather's making. Actually, yeah. the reason why we started this place. Yeah, so it's a uh, it's a split a split pea moonshine. I would I would kind of call it right. Um, <laughs> the bootlegger spirit, baby. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, it is really really unique. We again uh, the equipment plays such a role in flavor as well and the process. So even when we were doing this for years, trying to just make sure. Um, Things make sense in terms of the recipes. Yeah, um, we we're never getting the exact flavors we the, were getting the here. The cleanness that we're getting now, right? And, and that, a lot of that is just like my personal distillation style, where uh, I I really really get rid of the the heads, like the the part that has like the acetone and all that stuff. Like, yeah. Um, my style distillation, I actually I really really increase the ABV of of the heads. Um, just so that I'm only getting those things, and I'm, I'm leaving out the the, the ethanol. So, yeah. Uh, but it, that that just it, I wasn't able to do something like that, and that's just controlling reflux. That's you know you briefly mentioned like all that copper piping is, um, it's connected to a water reservoir that we're recirculating the water to to save hundreds of thousands of gallons yeah, a year. Probably I I would say I mean we haven't been running for a year, but I could probably easily say we're saving about half a million gallons a year. Wow! Uh, yeah, and, and uh, in just having a closed loop for our um, for our water recycling, it's and uh, it's it's just it's so inter- uh, Like we we had a lot of thoughts going into this thing. We weren't trying to make puzzle pieces work. We really built a puzzle, and we we were like, okay, so what's a big aspect? Water is a big aspect. Yeah, like we want to yeah make sure we we uh, we consulted with a thermal engineer figured out exactly everything we would need to have this huge reservoir uh we have a heat exchanger a chiller in the back like we have all this fancy copper work running that we have a way of siphoning off hot clean water to start our next run you know it's like i love the fact that you're that you're saving that water too like just a little bit less waste like stuff like that like i'm a huge like not a i don't know tree hugger like whatever you like i'm very i'm very, I'm very much like about the environment i try you're, to like you're conscientious yeah very conscientious yeah. so when i hear stuff like that it's like very yeah. interesting like my, my entire house is like basically zero single-use plastics mm. like all, all that sort of thing you know um so hearing stuff like that from businesses like that mindset is another thing that just like me personally and everybody else should be attracted to businesses that are being that kind of conscientious yeah yeah I, and i mean it was crazy amount of investment up front for that system but yeah. moving forward i mean you know water's not going to get any cheaper too. yeah so like it, it it made sense from the business um perspective as well if we I could mean, do it i in mean the beginning, obvious, obviously we we care about it in terms of the economic well yes uh, well of but, course but, yeah but also like in in general we just uh, we wanted to think forward yeah rather than just trying to make it all work yeah and that, i mean that's the only way you progress is you yeah. just you, you try new things you think a little bit in advance i just real quickly i had for a couple times in in my in the headphones, I was hearing this like fizzing sound, yeah. and I thought there was a problem with like the equipment. And then I realized it's the uh, the cooling yeah, yeah, yeah. thing you got going on over there. I was like freaking out for a second because I thought something was like breaking. It's just this fizzing in the this hissing in the headphones. I was like, oh my god! So but we we have a, we have a CO two uh, chiller. Yeah, it's amazing that um, <laughs> that chills our glasses using liquid and uh, and liquid CO two liquid CO two, and it's it's very small footprint maybe like a, a foot by a foot yeah. on the bar um it's like what you used to to beat the t1000 like yeah, yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> and uh we don't need to have a giant um glass freezer 
And uh, all of this, uh, we mentioned two out of our three partners, but our third partner uh, was a huge aspect in this whole thing. Um, Will is uh, an efficiency engineer. So that's, that's what oh, he actually okay. works as. And um, he was, it was a huge, huge reason why, you know, I'm able to, um, you know, I'm the sole distiller. I'm right. doing everything, you know, by myself. I mean, I would love some help, but, you know, for now, I'm actually able to do a lot of I, it. I run out from time to yeah, time yeah. to help. <laughs> I'm, I'm able to do all of it um, essentially by myself because of the way we have it all set up back here. Yeah. Uh, we also, you know, like, we're just starting out right now. Um, we've only had to make one hire because, I mean, all of us work like crazy, but also, like... Our bar is set up to be really, really efficient, and uh, only like, and so we only really need you know one bartender even for a full, full place. Yep. Um, so, it, and a lot of that is just like literally what he does for his job, because um, he works at like factories, making sure that you know people right. can do you know more with less effort. That's yeah. incredible. Um, and so, so that that, so that, that was, was that was instrumental. We uh, like we're we're so happy with all, all all three of the people that we brought on. They they yeah. all added so much to uh, to this whole thing, oh. and this would not be possible without any of them. Yeah, you're, you're making the customers happy too. Um, I just like the again. I, I just can't. The aesthetic here is just yeah. it, it's it's a completely different because you you go into so many um, places like this, whether it's a distillery or a brewery, right? And like you know, breweries in particular, right? Their tasting rooms, like not to knock on breweries or nothing, but like. Yeah. I feel like you see one brewery tasting room, like you kind of seen them all. Mm. They're all very similar. They all want to be kind of like you know rustic, and they're all nice, and they're all and they're all pretty. But like none of them are truly, in my opinion, at least a lot of the ones I've seen are like really unique. And that's not a bad thing because the the product is great. So yeah. you know who the hell cares? Yeah. You guys have an entirely unique space and product. Yeah. So it's just like you're. I, I me personally, I'm super excited to see you guys continue to grow and see where you go next. So speaking of that. Like what is if you can share? You've got some secret plans. I don't sure, know, like sure, you know if you can sure. share. Like what's next? Like what do you guys want to do? So, um, so I mean, currently we have five five main spirits, um, and that would be you know two vodkas. One uh, is a house, another one is the pivaka. Um, we have a, a, a Soviet rum, a so uh, like a tequila, or agave distillate. Yes. Um, <laughs> the air quotes again. Yeah, yeah. The problem is, it's like no one knows what agave distillate is. I know, right? So it's just like you know, the way I describe it is a lot of times I'm like, you know, I tell them it's like it's the closest thing we can do to a tequila. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, I drink a shit ton of tequila, so as soon as you told me Max, I was like, okay, it's like a tequila. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I hear agave, that's where my head goes. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that, and then we have the specialty Garofa spirit. Um, other than that, we just, I, my plan is to just do fun things. Like I, like you know, I mentioned, you know, at, at making out a hard candy, I want to. Yeah. Yeah. something um well not not want to do something actually have we just um, bought we just fi- bought a massive amount of maple syrup i'm going to make a maple gallons make a maple syrup gallons. spirit yeah. um we're inviting everyone over for pancakes <laughs> yeah um no that that's going to be that's going to be really cool just a wall of pancakes it was just another one of those happy coincidences because we we ended up um, being at a farmer's market right next to a honey and maple syrup guy and we started talking to him and he's like he makes like the best like maple syrup I've ever had that's and, incredible and he's like you know I could get you a large amount and I'm like don't tell any Canadians that they'll get mad yeah I mean they have the, uh, apparently <laughs> there's, there's apparently like, their their stuff is Canadian style oh uh, okay so there's, two, there you there's go. apparently two styles of maple syrup it's there's the like the, and there's Canadian. like the Vermont right. style and then there's the Quebec style okay which is what he does so nice. I think the Canadians would be uh, 
yeah, yeah. would be fine with this. And so, so I, I mean, I'm like the cost is just like astronomical for for this kind of a product. Um, just, oh yeah, uh, sure. So like this is, this, but this is like the kind of stuff that we want to do, like just like really cool things that we would just do as a one-off just to see how they would turn out yeah um, so uh that we're we're actually in the middle of of right now we're going to be starting a whole line of uh, what, we're, what we're calling split skis where it's um uh it's it's going to be essentially it's a actually, whiskey we're going to distill it tomorrow yeah, we already have one in the oh in the, shit. It's, it's, it's essentially what, what i was like let's do because uh, we already have the garofka um the garofka is like treated like a whiskey but right. it's 100% made from peas um, I was like how would peas act in as, in, a, as a grain as, a as grain. part of a whiskey oh, so, so, so wow. what I'm doing is uh, so the very first one I have is 50% uh, corn 50% peas okay um, then then another one um, I'm gonna do is like rye wheat uh, and eventually the plan is to start dialing in the amounts and then create like a final product that's going to be, um, you know, the the like our traditional like that that will be like our go-to from that mo- moment on. You yeah. know, wow. Be, let's just say like fifteen percent X, twenty percent you know Y. Right. You know? Yeah. So there's like there, there's so much that we can work with in terms of that. And so, so that's exciting. That's yeah. very exciting. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then. Um, you guys, uh, you guys do live music here, right? Yep. Friday and Saturday nights. Friday and Saturday nights. Is there a style that you gravitate towards, or is it just I would, anything? I would say we gravitate more towards like jazz, blues. Nice, very oh, cool. And yeah. and that that, you know, our our space is is really really um, like the sound carries well. Everything we've had some hard rock bands in here. Actually, just yesterday we had a, you know a hard rock band in here. Yeah, I was gonna say this place is just built for acoustics. It, like, it's yeah. It re- yeah, the sound is just like perfect. Um, but you know what we like with the jazz and blues is a little bit less, you know, loud, so that you know people can still continue to have conversation. It gives it more of a speakeasy vibe, right? You know, versus uh, which goes back to what we were talking about before, right? Like, I mean, and you know, yeah, I don't want to sit. I'm not going to sit on a couch like this with like classic rock like blasting. And I'm a rock guy, but like yeah, I want to, yeah. you know, I totally agree with that. It's yeah. such a smart move. Yeah. <laughs> so um, before we wrap up, mm-hmm. I want to. Tell me a story about what we've got on the table here. For those of you that are only listening via the audio and not the video, you should be listening to both. Check out the YouTube channel. It's on the link tree. It's on the, it's on the Instagram. Um, we have a Russian doll, right? Yes. That's what this is. This is an actual Russian doll. It this is. is a matryoshka. So um, I, I don't know if you've ever seen, like, like these are the Russian nesting dolls. Yes. So, like, when, when you open it up, there's going to be a smaller one in yep. there. This particular one, um, this was something that my dad brought back the last time he went to Russia. Wow, and it must have cost this, a fortune. Yeah, because it looks like, like even, it cost a fortune. Even even just like the plain old like ones that have like maybe five inside of them, they're already like getting up to like you know thirty forty dollars because they're yeah. like a tourist thing. Right. This, this one, one has thirty. Thirty inside of it. There's thirty inside this thing, 30. and it goes all the way wow, down to like, like the a size grain of, of grain rice. of rice. It's insane. It's insane. Yeah. yeah. We actually, for a long time, we were like, "There's only 29," and then it turns <laughs> out that the last one actually split in half, and it's there was still, another one in there. It was just so small that you couldn't even see the. Yeah, like tweezers. You just yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> like whoever made this is, and each one is just so like intricately painted. Obviously, once it gets yeah, to, like the granite rice, it's like. You know, it's a little harder to do yeah, like the, color. the full detail. Well, it's, it, it's still it's still like slit color, you know. But that's amazing. Not, yeah, and so so that that is really really cool, and that's that's just like a traditional Russian Russian doll. Um, and then there's um, 
you know, these two spoons here. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. The, so is, is this like a set? These spoons in this platter here? Is that? I mean, most most of the time. So uh, a lot of Russian, a lot of Russian stuff uh, uses the same type of pattern. Yes. It's called a chachlama uh, pattern, right? Yeah, and it's yeah. the same kind of style that's on here as right. well. It's you know, it's like this usually uh, like beige, red, black, white, like, um, and it's like flowers or you know any kind of like right. a print that's just like repeating or you know um and it, it's just it's really really recognizable um i don't even think it's just russian i think it's it's just like an eastern european thing there's a, like a few cultures so i don't want to like claim that it's russian and then someone come yeah. after me but um but it <laughs> don't don't cancel us, yeah don't yeah. cancel us for, for, for that but you know it's, hey if you get canceled that's how you know you made yeah. it <laughs> it's it, it's um uh, it's massively um recognizable as as like uh instantly recognizable yeah and and, uh, and so what we're trying to do here and like we have so much more that we need to hang up yeah uh, but we're, we're slowly working towards this whole like tgi fridays like all the soviet stuff all over the walls <laughs> some yeah. soviet tchotchkes yeah, yeah, yeah exactly yeah. you need at least 37 pieces of soviet flair yes, yes, <laughs> yes exactly. in order to join the party yes. exactly <laughs> we're gonna force everyone to start wearing like them um but but no it's it, it you know it sounds it sounds so funny and i actually like he's like laughing when he said that it's just like uh before we opened i was doing um like a live q a from here where uh, yeah. i was like answering questions and stuff and i had said you know like because just like off the top of my head i was like you know we want to like deck this place out like a soviet tgi fridays and then they all <laughs> made fun of me but like you know in reality like that's kind of what we want yeah. like it's yeah. cool like you come in and it's it's not like there's not just like a random like canoe on the wall. Like you know, I yeah, don't understand no. like their like their whole like. It's like, it's like I don't understand whatever, any whatever of those. Yeah, yeah. but there, yeah, you're, there's like a canoe and then like a katana. You're like, yeah. what is going on yeah, here? Yeah. Like, <laughs> Where so I mean, for us, it, there's just so much that we can do. Um, you know, between like so many prohibition posters. And, yeah. Um, you know, like various like pieces of art, and you know, we we actually we have like a, a Pepsi machine here, and um, the relevance of that is uh, Pepsi is the first uh, first company that you know broke into the Soviet Union, first Western company, and um, and actually the Soviet Union paid Pepsi originally in vodka, and that's where yep. Stoli comes from. Yep. Because Stoli was was distributed by Pepsi. Well, I was just gonna say, you know, too, like, like from coming here for a few weeks now, and like talking to you guys about this stuff. Like, truth be told, we you could we could do an entire podcast on just each piece yeah. of each item that's already here because yeah. it all has some sort of significance. Like, it, and like that would be that would be actually a lot of fun to just talk about every single piece because everything seems to have a story behind it, yeah. and that's like that's great. That's like the heart and soul. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know if you can even see it in the in the in the video, but even behind us, this is real 1970s uh, newspaper from the Soviet Union. Yeah, It's incredible. Yeah. That's absolutely incredible. Well, you guys are doing an amazing, amazing job here. I love everything about this place. My friends and I are here um, every Sunday. We've Soviet hashtagged Sunday. it, Soviet Sunday. Yeah. I saw that post today. I was like, I've never felt proud. I, I texted like all my friends, like, guys, I'm an influencer. Nice. I'm an influencer now. <laughs> Wait, so, so someone else? Uh, no, no, we we did it. Oh, we did. It. Yeah, oh, nice. yeah, it was great. It was, yeah. it was amazing. Um, but uh, so, listen, this was absolutely incredible. I had a fantastic time. I hope you guys did too. Um, anybody that has not been here yet and is you're listening to the podcast, come three BR in Keyport, New Jersey. Their product is fantastic. Oh wait, that that's the one last thing I did. I did want to ask you for for the people that are listening. Obviously, sure. they can come here and get whatever they want. Can people buy your spirits um, outside of here? 
Yeah, so we're, we're currently in one liquor store. That's uh, going to change. We're, uh, we're spending this whole next month okay. uh, putting ourselves in a ton more liquor stores. Awesome. Liquor stores right. and, and bars and restaurants. Bars and stuff. Uh, awesome. I mean, we're three months old, really. It was We were trying to figure out everything here first. Yeah. But, yeah. but we, we are in Gallows. Uh, in in uh, Aberdeen. In Aberdeen. Yep, I know Gallows. Okay. So... Um, so that's one place. Uh, go check us out. Ask for us more. You know, uh, you know, so, help sell bottles. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Most most likely we'll be in um, a th- like Homedale Byright. Um, they reached out to me, so that's uh, in the next week or so, hopefully. Um, and then just slowly expanding from there. Like we're, I, I hit up a few few places in Jersey City. Um, awesome. Um, you know, this week. Uh, hopefully, we'll be there soon. So, I mean, we're gonna slowly grow, but right now. I would say, like, if if you have the opportunity, come here and check check out the place in um, in person. You know, grab some cocktails and get some ideas too on on like uh, what you can do. You know, once you get the bottles, like, because I mean, the the spirits themselves are are so like so easy to play with. Um, yeah. Because they have just so many flavors. You can you can just make like classic cocktails and just throw our, our spirits in, and they'll add them. They're, they're different. Like, yeah. They're, it's gonna be a little I've been, bit. I've been doing that. Yeah. So <laughs> so it works. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But um, but I mean, just also come come say hi, meet us. You know, on Sundays we, we do uh, we do tastings um, for for everyone who, if it's their first time. So it's a it's a nice time to come here and actually talk to my brother, and me, or one of the other founders, uh, um, and and get you know a full. Full, the full experience at least one time and then you know the next time you come back friday saturday for live music i mean yep. make, make it a thing you know come here come here all the time yep come <laughs> come here often and as as much as you possibly can yeah. i highly recommend um i had a great time today this was this was awesome uh thank you guys for thank being you. here and joining thank you for your product and everything that you do um i'm going to keep coming back obviously my friends and i every sunday like that's a real thing um so uh, to the listeners thank you for listening and joining uh don't forget to follow the podcast Network, Review Podcast Network on Instagram. There's a link tree to all the different podcasts. This podcast in particular, The Mix, is brought to you by the Local Fix Foundation, a local nonprofit. We have an event coming up uh, in about a month and a half. Sweep the Shore, a beach clean in uh, Sandy Hook. Information to come soon on that to register. Uh, Alex, I'm sorry, Alex, <laughs> Alex, Max, I'm going the other wrong way. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks again, guys, for joining. Really no, appreciate it. And everybody you, else, take care.